Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Grace, Peace, and Balance podcast by Gabi Abdelgadir. I have an, another incredible uh, guest for you today. Her name is Carmen Gonzalez, and I'm going to read you her bio, but I will also be posting her bio and all her links for her book, for her social media, both on Podbean and on YouTube. So please get in touch with her, follow her. I highly recommend that. Um, okay, so I'm going to read it and I'm going to be posting it. So Carmen Gonzalez was born in Trenton, New Jersey and raised in North Philadelphia. Carmen comes from a big family, seven sisters and one brother. This 41-year-old is the mother of five handsome and strong men that I have seen their photos. Oh my God, they're gorgeous. Her life revolves around them and she works hard to make sure that she keeps a roof over their heads. Carmen is described as dedicated, persistent, compassionate, hardworking, loving, and most of all, loyal. She maintains a circle of family and friends who display love and is always consistent. When you think of adventure, you think of Carmen. For each and every day, she tries to live a life full of adventure and positive experience. Oh my God, that's beautiful. Welcome to my podcast, Carmen. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Okay. Tell us a little bit about you. I know that you come from a big family. Tell us a little bit like about you growing up. What kind of a child were you compared to your siblings? Sure. So growing up, I was a tomboy. I loved sports. I wanted to get 30. I didn't mind being in the mud. <laughs> I was jumping <laughs> off of the baseball fence. I hated my hair. Out, my mom always tried to put bows and, <laughs> and little <laughs> things in my hair, and I just no. And I had really long hair. Uh-huh. I was always no, I don't want that in my hair. And meanwhile, my sisters loved it, loved uh-huh. their hair getting done, loved you know wearing the dresses and all. And I just wanted to just play in the park and just you know be about my uh-huh. business. So growing up, I was. I wasn't a bad little girl. I was very curious. I asked a lot of Of questions and I'm still like that now. (laughs) I am still like that now. If I don't know something, I ask, you know, and yes, I was a very curious child. Yeah, that is cool because if you don't ask questions, you don't like a great leader always asks questions. This is from the Robin Sharmas and everybody else. They say that great leaders ask great questions. Okay, so... Talk to me. Can you show us your book? Do you have it handy? Absolutely, I yeah. do. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so that is the book. And tell hey, us a book. little bit about the book and why did you decide and when did you decide to write this book? Sure. So my book is A Butterfly's Love, What mm-hmm. One Can't Imagine Can Happen. And it is a poetry book. Mm-hmm. And I love poetry. And I first fell in love with poetry when I was in middle school, when I heard Maya Angelou. And then in high school, when I, um, at the first time I heard Shakespeare being read, and it was just amazing because while my classmates were trying to get out of class and didn't want anything to do with it, I was so engulfed in it. I wanted to hear more. I would raise my hands when the teacher would ask, you know, who understands it or what does this passage mean? And I'm raising my hand and I'm able to break it down. I'm able to understand it. And um, 
that's when my love of poetry um, began. I began writing poetry as well in high school, but I lost my book in high school. And then I started writing again um, in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also lost that book as well. But oh. yeah, so poetry was always my thing. And during the pandemic, I said, you know, I have so much poetry pieces that I've already written. I said, Carmen, what is it that you want to do with it? And I said, because my story is told within these pieces that I've written. So I said, I want my story to be heard slowly but surely. Um, So I decided to go ahead and publish um, the book. And my son, actually, my eldest son, Mm -hmm. Anthony Jr., he created this design for me. I told him my vision. I gave him my vision. I told him what I wanted. And he took off and he, he, he came through for me. Um, so it's yeah, amazing. my yeah, it's amazing. This yeah. kids now, my God. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, so you loved poetry from, for, from the time you were young and, uh, when do you get the time? Like, I just, I know that you ha- you're a mother of five boys, five young men, the youngest one just turned 10 today. Is that my understanding? I know it's yes. so cute. I know yes. it's so, it is so cute. So, and then you're working. Tell us a little bit about the work you do in addition to writing. Sure. So, yes, I work two jobs. Uh I'm a home care provider as well as a social worker. Okay. Um, As well as I'm going to school for my master's degree (laughs) in education (laughs) on top of trying to build my brand, obviously. So my my time is very tight. Tight, my schedule yeah. is very, very tight because of the school, because of my two jobs, because of the, my boys, you know, two of them are in college in a four year full ride scholarship, excuse me, <gasps> academic, oh God, academic God. scholarship. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Those are the twins. Those are the twins. Correct. Yeah. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And then I have my eldest son who's 22. He's working. He has his own car and my 16 year old is in 11th grade. He wants to go into the military right after high school and oh. then then the 10 year old. So my time is really tight. And I'm, <laughs> sometimes I get sometimes by nine o'clock, I'm like so tired. I'm ready just to pass out. I know. I know. My God, I envy you. You have like you're just so brave doing two jobs, taking care of the boys and uh, still following my your passion and then going to school. Oh my goodness. I really, yeah. really envy you. I really admire you. Okay. Are yeah. you planning on, on like, what are you planning? Your plan is to continue writing. Are you planning on writing another book? Very soon? Yes. I'm actually working on my second book. It's a novel, but it has poetry incorporated okay. in it. The characters will be speaking in a poetic form. Okay. Um, but I had to pause that because I'm working with my youngest son mm-hmm. um, who wants to publish his book. Um, are you serious up. right which one the 10 year old the 10 year old yes oh my goodness what is he writing about bullying oh my god he just gave me goosebumps okay yes he came home one day from school and he gave me this piece of paper well it was like a couple pages stapled together and I said well what's this he said I want to publish a book I wrote a book just like you and I said really he said yeah read it read it read it um, so I read it. It's really good. And I said, are you serious? You want to publish your book? And he said, yes. 
Um, so that is his mindset. He wants to publish his book. He wants to be an author like his mother's an author. Yeah. Okay. So is bullying something he has experienced? Yes. Unfortunately, yeah. yes. Unfortunately, he was um, bullied in school um, until I put an end to that because I told him, a lot of people don't agree with this, but I told them you are to defend yourself at all costs, because the more you allow these children to run over you, the more they will continue. It'll be a repeat at the repeat um, and they won't respect you. So I told, told them you have to stand up for yourself. And he did one day. He stood up for himself one day. And that was the end of that. Are you serious right now? Oh, yeah. good job. So they don't bully him anymore. No. Good job. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I had an aunt uh, and she had four boys and one girl. So the boys would come crying when they were in grade four, grade five, because this kid beat me, this kid, oh my God, she was a tough cookie. May she rest in peace. She would beat the heck out of the child who came crying and complaining. She said, I don't have any kid of mine coming home crying you go tomorrow beat the heck out of the kid that beat you today and you know what those four boys after they grew they were known in the city being my cousins and like guys when they start to flirt with you while you're walking and things like that somebody say oh my god this is she's ex's and wise cousin stay away <laughs> from her because everybody <laughs> became they became so tough like they everybody was scared of them so I totally understand, but my son is like that. He's not a fighter. He doesn't fight. And uh, when I want to go to school to talk, he says, no, I don't want you to come. And then I will be the joke of the school that his mom came to fight for him and things like that. It's a tough situation that we're And you know, my book, you have my book. And I'm sure you read some of the stories that the children went through that I interviewed. It's, yeah, uh, yeah this has to stop. And it goes to parents. Parents have to be educated. Kids have to be educated. Teachers have to be educated because teachers also, all the principal, they should not be watching these things happen and allow it to happen. When the right. kids go out, somebody should be out watching, you know? Yeah. Exactly. So it's, yeah. So, oh my God, I admire. Tell your son that Gabby said, finish this book and we're going to blow it up and make yeah. it an international bestseller. Tell him, I promise him that, okay? We're going <laughs> to yeah. blow it up, yeah. Oh my God, I'm so proud of him, 10-year-old. Can you imagine? Yes, yeah. yes. And he started when he was nine. It was when he was nine, he got the idea. Yeah. And he began yeah. to write. So, and he loves, you know, he, he, he loves sort of writing, but he also have a lot of other passions that he likes yeah. so he's actually in the middle of a lot of <laughs> a, lot a lot of, of oh yeah it's the age right yeah but yeah let him finish it and let's just do it 2022 is gonna be a big year it's yeah be a so, very big year yeah so you're you're planning or oh, you're helping your son now so do, do we see like a new book in 2022 from you yeah so definitely um his book could be published first yeah. Um, and then my book will come. I'm, I, I was actually working on two books. I was working on my children's book and then I was working on my novel. Mm -hmm. um, yes, my children's book would be a book about twins. Um, but like I said, I wanted to get him going first. Yeah. Um, yeah. And but then, definitely whether it'll be in the middle of 2022 or at the end of 22, 2022 would be my second. I your second, my second book, book is going to. Okay. Excellent. So um, tell us about your brand. Your brand is Writing Moves Me. 
Yes. So writing moves me. It was something that that because I love writing and writing for me is a form of release, right? It's mm-hmm. a, a ther- therapy for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, writing what's in my heart and my soul, my spirit, and it helps me to, to heal from things that I've been through. Um, and so I want to help others to let them know that you can write. You don't have to, you know, suicide don't have to be, that's not an outlet for you. You know, uh, drinking doesn't have to be an outlet for you. Drugs doesn't have to be an outlet for you. The streets don't have to be an outlet for you. The clubs, just write, write your thoughts down. It's very therapeutic. Um, so I want to be able to help someone else to understand that they, they have an option, a better option for them. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So that is your brand. Like, uh, there is a website. There is writingmovesme.com. Oh yeah. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Actually you gave it to me. Yeah. So I got it. So that is a good thing, uh, to see. So anything, uh, you want to tell anything you want to share with our listeners or those who are watching? Sure. That, you know, take the time. Everyone has a, everyone has a story to tell and there is no dumb story. There's no, you know, there's no shame. There should be no shame in your story. You, yes, you might feel ashamed within yourself of what you've been through, or, you know, you feel like you're by yourself. No one experienced what you've been through, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there's always someone there who needs to hear your story. And I learned that because on Monday's podcast afterwards, I received so many messages from different people, from friends, from family, and then from people that I had that I have never met or never spoken to before and how they would tell me, you know, this really touched me. I hope that there's a part two, uh, cause I want to hear more, you know? Um, so, you know, talking about it, writing it down, it helps. It yeah, helps. It yeah. It is a release. It is a release because when I did my first book, I remember it was called also grace, peace, balance, surviving and thriving against all odds. I remember when I was writing it, I would have the laptop and then I would get to a certain point in my life. Carmen, I would put the laptop aside. I would bawl my eyes out like for a good half an hour, if not longer. Then I would get up, wash my face with ice cold water because my eyes would be swollen by then because it takes me to that memory, right? And then I would come back and make a cup of coffee and then come continue. Do you know how many times I had to put that laptop down? And I finished it in a kind of a month, the story. Mm -hmm. But how many times I had to put it down to cry because it took me to that moment. It was a huge, I understand when you said it's a release. It is a release. It's like you're releasing things you were holding inside of you all this time. And people would also appreciate that because there are a lot of people who don't talk. They think they're the only one going through certain things in life. But when they read your story or Abigail's story or my story or somebody else's story, they know, oh my God, so I am not alone. A lot of people and some people's stories is worse than yours because if you think you had it rough, there are a lot of people who had it rough. So I really, I really, um, that's a great advice for listeners. So yeah, so what else? And, then, mm. and I would say too that there is no there is no st- a set time when to start. You just got to do it. Yeah, you yeah. just have to do it and be mindful that 
yes, you're going to face some advice, um, some trials and tribulations as you're, you know, writing a book, whether you're going to write a book or you're writing things down or you're sharing your story, you're going to be faced with, the, you know, trials and tests. Um, you're going to have people who disagree with you. You're going to have people who are going to buck up against you, but it's okay. Exactly. It's okay. You have to, you have, I, I would tell everyone, just do it, do it and be okay with telling your story whatever story that is um just tell it or write it you know mm -hmm. or if you want to sing it sing it you know mm -hmm. or you want to put it in the form of a play well however it is that fits you do it yeah my god that's that's absolutely beautiful okay i need to ask you a question there are a lot of parents who are struggling with time give us some tips with five kids two jobs school and writing, tell us, how do you manage your daily? What is a day like in Carmen's life? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll go, I'll go for today, right? I got up um, a little after six. Okay. Um, I'm up getting ready because I'm doing observation in a classroom because I have to complete 20 hours in a classroom for this specific class mm -hmm. that I'm taking right now. I have to be in the classroom by eight o'clock and I'm, I did eight to 10 today. And then at 10 o'clock, I go straight to my job. Thank God that my job is 10 minutes from the school. So I'm able to go straight to my job. Um, do you know, take, I do take a lunch break. That's important because whether or not you take your lunch break, you don't get paid for that lunch. You don't get paid for that half an hour or that hour. Tell me so, about it. Yeah. So it's important. So I do take my break. And while I'm taking my break, I, re I tend to read whatever books I have for my school, the assignments that I have, you know, or I catch up on different things that I have to do during my, my time. Yeah. Um, and then after work, I kind of sort of like take time to just bring it down. Um, I also do a lot of self-care. Um, I think that's very important. I started going to dance classes oh, wow. um, just around women, you know, mm -hmm. and it's very helpful. The classes are an hour long. And just to have that time to reflect, to re-engage, to refocus, it's so important. Sometimes you just need that outlet. You need to get away from your, the normal routine yeah. and do something that's out of the box. That's not, you know, and that wasn't, and to be honest, that wasn't my comfort zone at all. <laughs> you know, it was something that my sister said, hey, let's do. And I said, um, okay. <laughs> but from that, I've been going faithfully for a year, right? And it's been very helpful as well doing self-care, just taking that one hour and just not doing homework, not doing work, <laughs> not answering. No grocery, no cooking. Nothing. <laughs> just they're learning a dance routine. That's it. <laughs> what, what kind of dance do you guys do? So it's heels. It's teaching you confidence. It's teaching you your feminism to, to you know, um, to connect with your feminine side. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's also teaching you to develop um, friendships, you know, and to talk about your stories and to to share with others, you know. So, yeah, so with, the, with dancing, it's just really 
focusing on yourself. You got to come out your comfort zone, doing something you're not used to, you know, you're walking a certain way and it's heels. So you have to walk (laughs) in heels. You have to learn how to walk a certain way, move a certain way, you know, you have to trust yourself because sometimes, you know, balance isn't there all the time. So tell me about it. I agree. I agree. And then you go home. So when do you cook? In between. (laughs) In between. Sometimes I cook um enough that will last two to three days okay i do that too so that's Mm -hmm. a good idea that's something that i always tell people especially if you are like a family of three or more you really need to invest in a crock pot that would cook yeah like i would cook a meal like for two three days all you have to do is just prepare a side salad or something with that or garlic bread or whatever like but you have something for two three days so that's what i tell like invest in a crock pot how come yeah. you don't do it? They tell me it's only me and my son. Like uh, we don't need like it's too big, right? That's good for a big family. So that yeah. is that. That is a good uh, time. So what time do you go to bed? You woke up today. It's a little after six. So what time did are you going to bed tonight? It'll probably so, as soon as I'm done my assignment. I have an assignment that's due tonight by eleven fifty nine p.m. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, so whenever I'm done, you will finish it. Okay. I will. I will finish it. Yes. Okay. And then you do that and then you go to sleep. So then you I have yeah. so you yeah. have six hours of sleep. Not bad, I guess. Give or take. Yeah. Give or take six hours. Oh, my goodness. That is amazing. I, I wake up at five, whether okay. it is work, whether it's Saturday or Sunday. I have always been a morning person and uh, I am the most productive from the time I wake up until about one or two. Okay. Then my energy level drops, but drops, uh, okay. that is like, if anything tough that needs real focus or real work, I used to work with numbers a lot. Uh, if I get it in the afternoon, I don't touch it. Mm. I just leave it for the next morning. I have my breakfast. I do my meditation, my prayer, and then I start working. That is when I do anything that needs a lot of focus. So yeah. So waking up early is a good thing. There was a lot of study done about that. And uh, I read it in an English magazine once that they did a study. They said the most productive people are early risers, not like yes. the ones who sleep until 10, 11 o'clock. No. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no. <laughs> the morning is gone by 11 o'clock. <laughs> I know, it's almost lunchtime, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, but there are people who hate the mornings. It just surprises me, yeah. Okay, that's cool. So we got a little advice on time management, how you spend a day, which is good because there are a lot of parents out there struggling with the balance, work-life balance. So that is a great idea. And self-care, that you nailed it because I think that's a lot of moms, what they're missing is taking the time for themselves. That's why they get stressed out. They get upset. They get angry because they're not making time for them. So that was a great advice. You nailed it. Okay, so uh, uh, do you have anything to add before I ask you? I always ask my guests two personal questions. I think you've seen, have you watched Abigail's uh, podcast? Yes, I did. You did? So you're you're coming up to those two questions. Yes, that's fine. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so if you have to visit one country before you die, I hope you didn't think about it because I don't like people thinking about it beforehand. Like I like people to catch them on the spot. So if you had to visit one country before you die, what would, which country would it be? 
just one <laughs> one yeah i know just uh, just one the, the top the first thing that you want to go to like it i would probably say italy spain in that area france in that okay. area okay so italy spain yeah you can use the train if you go to italy you can train it to any of those countries so that's fine so that is easy italy has a lot of history so does spain what did you say france oh my god yeah Okay, that is good choice. Another thing is if you have one dream that you need to fulfill before you die, one dream that you haven't started yet, that you're not gonna start very soon because you obviously have a very busy life, one dream that you would like to fulfill before you die, what would it be? I would love to own a school. Oh my goodness. A K to 12 school. I would love to have my own school. That is an incredible dream. And then yeah. you would be teaching the mindset, the things that in our schools now they don't teach. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I will bring back, I'll bring gym back. I'll bring health back, the arts back, music, you know, everything that they music, took away. Music, respect, love, anti-bullying, yeah. anti-discrimination, mindset incredible you can manifest it just keep on vision do you have it like in your vision board i do you do yeah, yeah. have like if you have it in your vision board just keep visualizing that school maybe we will come and help who knows right <laughs> yes it can happen it can happen anything is possible yeah that was like a beautiful uh podcast anything you want to tell your people where can they find your book i know i'm going to be posting it yeah where where can they find your book sure so my book is available on amazon as well as barnes and noble okay. it's also available on the book baby's website uh, but okay. if you would like a signed copy you can get the book directly through me you can go on my website writingmovesme.com and send me a personal message from there Mm -hmm. Or you can find me on Facebook on Carmen Gonzalez and on Instagram it's writing moves me too. Okay. Because I have your Facebook here, like I have your Facebook so people can reach out to you there. And uh, the Amazon link is there. So can you repeat the title and subtitle of your book again? Sure. People, yeah. So it's a butterfly's love. Uh -huh. what one can't imagine can happen okay that is absolutely beautiful and by the way I, I finally managed to write you a review did you see it i have not gone back to, to see the reviews yeah yet, because no. they gave me a hard time for like three days they told me no 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 and then all of a sudden i get an email from amazon you have three books you need to review okay and then i went in and i wrote a review still i have to do the other two abigails and simones but i did yours finally okay thank um, you so much yeah you're welcome so yeah so probably um when your son writes his book i would really love to have him on my podcast sure the both of you together like you know i know he's too young but like the two of you together and uh yeah keep inspiring you're such a beautiful human being. Keep inspiring. Keep being a role model, the, the, the role model that you are right now, a role model for working parents. My goodness, with five kids, two jobs, a school. I can't even imagine. I can't do it. People think I'm tough, but I think all that at one time right now, I can't. 
so I really admire that in you. So thank you so much for being on my podcast until the next one. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Okay, everybody, until the next episode, stay blessed and uh, wishing you grace, peace and balance and take care.